Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are so excited to be with you today. We have uh, Dr. Jody Bramer coming on today, and she talks about relationships, and Rob, I get my free therapy, and I don't know about you. <laughs> I know. Every time she's on, there's just not only what she says, but how she says that there's just something very calming about Jody. I think because, you know, one thing about Jody is she's been through so much in her personal mm-hmm. life and she's willing to share that. And, you know, and she actually lives and walks the talk that, you know, she gives because she's, you know, she's been married. She's divorced from a military person. She's remarried into the military. I mean, she's just been there, done there, seen it all. And in her practice, too, you know, with many of the people down at Camp Pendleton, I mean, she just really is dialed into the specific needs of the military family. And I think that's what's so important. I think sometimes people are less apt to go to somebody for a little counseling or or a little support because they're thinking, oh, they have no idea what um, what I'm I'm going through. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And that's not the case. Jody is just so in tune with not only the military lifestyle, but like you say, she's she's been through a lot in her life and has had to work and, and recreate and start over and go down a different path than maybe where she thought she would have gone 20 years ago. And that's the beauty of talking with somebody like Jody. Um, we're very fortunate that she gives our time, gives us her time. Just really, we great. are fortunate. You know, Rob, you. <laughs> said something really important you know when you were talking about that like you know like you know I can tell you from being through with my family with my divorce and my kids you know we've been through I don't know five or six therapists in 10 years and Mm -hmm. you know there was one therapist the one that I still see um, she's a family counselor she is that for me you know she's been through the experiences I've been through she has coping skills for that but I will tell you I had to go through I mean we went to three or four counselors um, during our marriage trying to fix our marriage um, that just didn't get it you know I remember this one young guy he tried so hard Rob and he you know he was just like right out of the box you know I've got yeah. my degree and I'm going to help you and God he didn't know anything giant yeah. heart in the right place but everything else was just you know but the whole point is that you keep going you know just because yes. you go to one therapist and there are you know and some of them are jerks you know I had one guy who was really rude and 
And, you know, I had one lady who talked the whole time about herself. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> <Yeah>. the patient, <laughs> not you. Um, but it wasn't even like helping me talk about herself. You know, it was, she's telling me what's going on in her practice. And I'm like, isn't this parent, you know, patient confidentiality, you know, so you're going to get some whack jobs out there. Um, you know, when you're, you're trying and my best advice, you know, for somebody that has, you know, chosen therapist for my children, chosen for myself and my marriage is that go with your gut instinct. If it feels weird, it probably is. If it feels Mm. uncomfortable, not the place for you. I promise you, if you keep looking, you'll find somebody, you know, the lady that I works with my family, you know, we're going on, I don't know, four years now with this lady and she is wonderful and the kids Mm -hmm. love her. And she just, a lot of times I don't even need to go into great detail. I can say this happened and she'll say, okay, here are some tools that you can use to handle this. This is some things that you can do this week to do this. This is how you can help your children. And you just walk out of there feeling like you have a playbook or a handbook or something. Um, And I think most people go to therapy thinking, or they don't go to therapy thinking, well, I'm going to get yelled at or they're going to fix me. And, you know, in some respects, yeah, they do fix you, but really you fix yourself. And the information that you get in these sessions are tools. You know, it's like you wouldn't sit down and drive a car without taking a class. Well, you know, sometimes in life, you know, there's divorce or death or um, infidelity or, you know, big, big deals that you have to deal with. And there really is no handbook on what to do. And it's great to walk into somebody and say, okay, my kids are suffering with this problem. I'm having this problem. What do you got? That's what Mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, what do you got? The other thing I I ask every week is... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, um, and what you're alluding to is that you are still in control. If you go to a physician, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, talking about a therapist, any kind of physician. If you are the one who knows your body, I've got this sinus infection I've had, and I'm not, I'm saying this hypothetically, I know that this doesn't work for me. And if the doctor is sitting there saying, well, I'm going to start you out with this, and you can say no, I, I do have control over for what's going on with my body. I can say no to a doctor. I think, you know, and when we were kids, you just thought anything that the doctor said was like God. You you just never argued with what they said. They must know best. But you know your body. You know your life. You know your situation. You know what you're comfortable with. And I think speaking up and saying, you know, no, I, I'm not comfortable with that. I, I really need to find something else that's going to work better. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, when you choose somebody, you know, like I look at all the therapists we've had on over the years for military mom and we keep coming back to Dr. Jody Bramer because she is so familiar with everything, you know, that happens to the military family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so when you're interviewing with somebody, think of it as a real interview. You know, at first, the first time I went to see a therapist, I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a mess. Let's fix me, mm. Woo! you know. Mm. And then, <laughs> but then I started getting heavy and smile and like, you know, I'm not a you know ball of play-doh that needs to be manipulated. I'm a human being that has questions and I need answers and I need solutions. Right. So that was a really different take on going to find somebody to help me because they become like a trusted advisor. Sure, sure. And then they certainly get to know you um, by going back. And I think that's one of the things that we love about Jody because she's getting to know us so well. She's she's really right there in tune with us. And 
Um, so anyway, um, well, and it's, it's scary. Go ahead. Yeah. You know. What were you going to well, say? I just, Sam? I just wanted to share to everybody, you know, I wanted to share with people listening today that, you know, I have a master's degree from a top university and, you know, I have wonderful friends and a wonderful family life, but, you know, there's some things that, that I don't know, or I don't understand and I can't figure it out. And, it's just so easy when you go to somebody to be able to ask them these questions, you know, versus searching on the internet or, you know, and you ask your friends and family and they can give you good advice. But one thing that a great therapist can give you is tools. And I'm sorry to keep harping on the tools thing, but mm -hmm. you know, like when my kids come home from their dads, they're usually twisted 10 ways from sideways. You know, they're upset because they're, they don't like the girlfriend. They don't like the girlfriend's kids. They're all living in the house together. It's noisy. It's crowded. There's a competition for food. And then they come to my house and it's just me and the kids and my dad. And it's really easy. So one mm -hmm. of the things she has me do is just when they come home, home I always have some food on the table and we sit down and we eat you know and it can be a plate of fruit it doesn't have to be junky food and then I say well how was your weekend and they talk and mm -hmm. they talk and every week they talk more and then they go about their day and it feels like they're so lightened up and you know I would have never known to do that something as simple as put a plate of fruit fruit down and sit down at the table and go guys come on over and eat and then how's your weekend and then just let them talk and I'm not sure. trying to solve anything over there I'm not trying to but just that decompression transition time that we have I would never know to do that and that would before we started doing that we would always have some drama my one kid would cry they'd fight with each other they'd you know all this stuff and it's mm -hmm. really easy for us just to use this one tool, this one technique that somebody gave us, you know, like a gift. Right, right. And isn't it true? I mean, sometimes it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it, or it's, it's, it's sometimes, um, because it's true, if you sit down sometimes and just start off saying, okay, you know, what did you do at school today? Sometimes kids will just go, I don't know. But if you kind of give them um, something, a vehicle, I think that's, that's where the food in your case is coming in it's giving them sort of the vehicle because at least you can start out with the food and then it leads to something else well and you can just eat you know what i mean you just sit there and like eat and it's comfortable and it's normal and it's relaxing sure. and you know if it's healthy food even better mm -hmm. um oh yeah but, but Little boys, especially like little girls, you know, I learned this also through the therapy. It's really easy for little girls to have emotional conversations, but boys do better if you talk to them while they're playing a video game, reading a magazine or eating food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that works for your husband too. I don't know. <laughs> I think sometimes it does. <laughs> Oh, we, um, I, I think conversation is important and you're right. Sitting down at a table makes all the difference in the world. Um, and, uh, that's one of the things that we can start talking with, um, Dr. Jody about today. I'm just double checking. We've got about uh, 90 seconds before the commercial. So we're going to, uh, get, get started and, um, Get, get ready to talk to Jody. I think one of the things that I'd love to chat with her about is not only relationships, but as, uh, <clears throat> as you were saying, some difficulties um, with um, deployment. Uh, we always have difficulty with conversations and keeping those relationships strong. And then what do we do when maybe the relationship doesn't stay, stay strong? I think we'll talk to Jody about that as well.
Hi, no, I'm so excited. I'm so excited when Jody's with us. It's such an easy show. And uh, for those of you that want to learn more about Dr. Jody Bramer, you can go Go to uh, jodybramer.com, and that's B-R-E-M-A-R, uh, just like it sounds. And um, we've also got some other podcasts. Uh, if you go to iTunes or go to uh, Military Mom Talk Radio and search for her name, you'll see a bunch of her past shows come up. It's really, really good. I know. It's really nice that she's she's with us so often. Um, we'll have her on the other side of the break. This is Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. We're so glad that you're with us today. And uh, do find us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com as well as right here on Toganet. Um, all of our podcasts are there and we hope that you do tune into them. <clears throat> I think we're just about ready for a break today. There we go. We're ready. <laughs> Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book Human Language Evolution and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated. And we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Oe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history and maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on Toginet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet Oe Nandi. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have with us today a regular expert that we feature on our show, Dr. Jody Bramer, and today we're going to talk about divorce and deployment. Um, divorce is really, really common in our culture on a good day, but add in the conditions, specific conditions of the military family, and you've got an even higher divorce rate, and I have a friend of mine who is uh, going through divorce, and her husband was recently deployed her soon-to-be ex-husband, and I saw them suffering with a lot of different challenges that I didn't suffer, you know, with my divorce because they were, you know, we were both stateside, so it was very easy to get that done, but uh, when somebody gets deployed uh, during the divorce prospect or process or you're in the process of getting a divorce, it's really, really different. Animal, and I'm so excited to have Dr. Jody Bramer. Jody, Sandra, are you there? Oh, there we are. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Sweating bullets, thinking, how am I going to fit? You know, forty more minutes on the air talking about something that I epically failed. So I'm really glad you're here. (laughs) I'm really glad to be here. Hi to both of you. Hi, hi. So, hi. So tell me about your friend, Sandra. What's going on? Well, she and her husband are divorcing after uh, almost 10 years of marriage. They've got two little kids. And in the midst of all this, he's getting deployed. That's a mess. How That's far a along mess. are they? It's the a mess. It's a mess. Uh, They were in the process of filing. She was in the process of filing, and then he he got deployed. Uh, Divorce is is so, so incredibly hard. I I, I know just it it bears repeating. It really is. But then when we factor in deployments and military on top of that, we have so many different um, aspects of, of this that, we have to deal with. We have to deal with the deployment. We have to deal with the kids. We have to deal with the divorce. We have to deal with our feelings. We have to deal with the what ifs. And let's not forget the practical part of okay, financially, where do we speak? where where are we? What are we doing? Um, I know that the military has a policy against filing for divorce when somebody is deployed. Are you familiar with that? No, no, I'm not. Apparently, when somebody is deployed, they can't file the paperwork or the paperwork won't be filed until the deployed person is back. Uh, It can be started, it can be said, but it can't be filed. Um, When I say started, meaning that emotionally you can start separating, of course, uh, with the distance. But legally, there's a lot of ramifications to divorce and deployment, and I think that's to protect both the deployed person and the person back home from maybe making a decision based on factors that aren't, that may not hold up. What do you think? Well, I was thinking about just the serving. How do you serve somebody their papers when they're in Iraq? I mean, how are they supposed to focus and do their job? Exactly. Exactly. When I say that it it helps protect the deployed person, that it absolutely does. It's, It's tough enough with communication being as difficult as it is, but to have papers come when you're in a combat zone, that's that's not a good thing. Um, So we've got a lot of 
I feel sorry for your friend. Divorce under the best <laughs> circumstances is not good. Um, does she have children? She does. She has two children. Ugh. And they're elementary school age. Um, in something like that, do you just put your life on hold until deployment's over? I mean, it's such an awful thing to have to think about, but, you know, what kind of action plan do you take with respect to you can't move, you really can't move on with your life? You're right. In a lot of ways, you can't. Um, in some ways, you can. Depending on what brought the people to the point of divorce to begin with, was it, I, I, you don't have to answer about your friends or anything, but things to consider is, is it a sudden a reactionary emotion to something that happened, like, that's it, I'm getting a divorce, or is it something that over the course of time you realize this isn't working, we need to move on with our life? And again, both of those different scenarios can create a completely different uh, path that you take when you're heading on to divorce. When both people have the realization that this isn't working, we need to move on, then you've got the emotional um, ability to separate over time. Now, I'm in California. I don't know the rules for a lot of other, for, for many other states at all, but in California, we have a six-month waiting period. Um, Robin, you're, you're out east. Do you happen to yes. know what the waiting period is out for you? <clears throat> I don't know, but I do believe you. It is this, a similar situation. You have to file, and then you have a. It's like a probationary period or whatever that has to maintain, and then you go back uh, to pick up the procedure. So, but I, I think that that is a good thing because not only are you needing to get finances situated, get legal documents situated, insurances and all, but you also sort of have to get yourself emotionally ready for the new life that's ahead of you. Oh, absolutely. I know that when we're dealing with divorce out here, say in California, um, specifically with Camp Pendleton, um, oftentimes when people are living on base, there are a lot of practical things to consider. And one of them might be, if we're filing for divorce, what do we do? Where do we move? And there's, there's procedures in place. Um, I don't know how it is for every military facility, but I know that in Camp Pendleton, for example, there are two days a week that the legal office, legal aid, will... Um, have, have a class of sorts on Tuesday and Thursday mornings where if you're thinking of divorce or considering the possibility or just want questions, an answers to your questions, you attend this class at 7.30 in the morning with or without your spouse. You get whatever you need. You get your questions answered. You're forced to watch a video, and uh, it tells you everything that's going to be coming up and what, what challenges you're going to be facing practical, emotional, things like that. And then they provide paperwork for you. If you want to move forward from there, you can. And then a lot of military, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, is military has a waiver available to them because there is a filing fee. And sometimes even the filing fee is not something that a lot of people can afford. So when people go down to the courthouse and they have to pay, I think it's now a $425 filing fee, um, I think that's the, it keeps going up every, every time I turn around, it's $25 more. But you can ask for a hardship waiver. And most of the time, if you're enlisted military, 
they will give you a waiver and you can file free of charge, which is a, something that a lot of people don't know about. Mm. So anyway, there's, I'm getting ahead of myself because we don't necessarily want to go that way, even though sometimes we go that way. So with the military, there's, there's a class that you really, really, really should attend. And then you have the paperwork and you can make your decisions as to whether or not you fill it out and whether you file. Now, if you do file for the people living on base, um, the woman and the children usually stay in the base housing and the man goes to the barracks. Um, depending on the relationship of the man and the woman, they might work something else out or if it's very contentious or just really a negative situation, the woman may not want to stay and might want to move to wherever a family or support system is. But a lot of times there is a long waiting period where the woman maintains the base housing for six months and the man can either stay there if it's safe or may choose to move to the barracks. And a lot of times um, spouses don't necessarily know their rights and they think, well, I can't get divorced because that'll put me and the kids out on the street. And our laws are in place specifically to keep that from happening. The laws at this moment do protect the spouse that is not the breadwinner and, of course, uh, children and dependents. And the military is very, very supportive in making sure that the spouse, all of the dependents are taken care of. Has that been your experience? It has. Yes. I mean, from, from my experience with the, with the families that I know, yeah, they've been very good at making sure that the, the dependents and the kids are taken care of, even if it requires garnishment of wages and things like that. I know my officer friends complain a lot about, you know, the, the things oh. that have to be done that they don't want to have to enforce, but they do. Absolutely. And a lot of times if the spouses are not familiar with what the rules are, they might take the take word as gospel, and they might not know that there are things to protect them that are in place. For instance, the waiting period, for instance, being able to stay in base housing, um, for instance, the garnishment of wages. From the time of filing, there is set in motion a, a path of what kind of um, support will be given to the spouse and or the children, which, as you said, garnishment of wages. Uh, there may be some people out there who don't even know what that is. What that is is the military, before it pays the member, will take off the amount necessary for the, the spouse and the dependents, well, the spouse is a dependent too, in order to make sure that they're paid even before the military member is. So for women who are concerned about the financial or economic aspects, Please know that the military has things in place to protect you. There's so many questions I'm sure that uh, many people have. We're going to try and uh, go in those directions on the other side of the break. This is Robin Boyd with Sandra Beck today on Military Mom Talk Radio, and we have Dr. Jody Bramer with us, our our family therapist, our guru, our one who gets us through just about any situation there is on the other side of the break. We'll have more with Jody. We're going to talk a little bit more about those uh, hypothetical situations of course we can't talk specifics but we'll talk a little bit more about separation and uh, maybe getting back on track be back in a moment
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for B-Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and... Uh, We're talking about the topic of divorce today, divorce specific to the military. Oops, sorry, can you not hear me? Uh, We're talking about divorce today and how it's... Oh, okay. Okay. One of the things that we were talking about is with respect to divorce, um, one of the big... Sandra, I think we keep losing you, um, and I think Toganet is going to try and, and get you on the telephone. We were talking, um, Jody, about the divorce in the military and how that can be different from a civilian divorce. One of the things that I was kind of curious about, when a divorce is final, does that mean that that spouse then absolutely is no longer eligible for any benefits whatsoever, say insurance or, or anything like that? Obviously 
obviously the dependents will be covered. Um, but does that that person that's now um, once the divorce goes through, uh, it, has everything been severed? From my experience, yes. And again, okay. with the six-month waiting period in California, that does help um, let the person kind of figure out what to do. But is, uh, mm -hmm. with with insurance plans like TriWest or TRICARE, uh, they are really good. From the day that the di divorce is final, the TRICARE spouse is no longer eligible for TRICARE or DEERS. That is hmm. my understanding. Yeah. Now, the There's so many things... Oh, I was going to say there's so many things to consider because not only are you trying to uh, regroup emotionally, but you have all of these legalities that you've got to take care of. A lot of them cross over to the same laws as civilian, but what I've noticed is that military actually protects the dependents a lot more than than one might think, uh, especially with the automatic garnishment of wages, whereas civilian, it, now again, this is assuming that it's not a voluntary thing because there are plenty, plenty, plenty of men or women that may be the, the breadwinners that are, are very conscientious about taking care of their responsibilities and that's not taking anything away from them. I'm saying in the, mm -hmm. in the time where there is conflict or there's disagreement over what is supposed to be, um, there are certain rules. There, the, <laughs> the famous DISO master is a, um, an accounting tool where numbers are simply plugged into the system and depending on factors such as health insurance, income, um, age of the children, custody arrangement, there is a number that is spit out that is the be-all, end-all number of what child support is going to be. There is no arguing, there is no negotiating. Child support is child support based on a certain formula. And the DISO master is the program that runs the formula. Spousal support is very different. Spousal uh. support is something that can be negotiated and is often determined based on the length of the marriage. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, I want to chime in here because, I, you know, Jody, here's one thing, and this is, this is the reason that, you know, I think military divorces get so wonky. Um, like in the case of my friend, they were, they were both from different states. Then they got married in a third state. Then they own a house in a fourth state. They uh -huh. lived overseas in Germany. Now they're coming back, you know, where he's going to be. She's going to be here in California. He's going to be deployed. So there's a question, too, as to, you know, you really need to get some good legal advice to know in what state to file because yeah. he, a lot of military families have a residency in one state, but they're residing in another. And that's something that... I don't know any other industry that has that condition. Oh, absolutely. And I do think that there are some rules in place that in order to file in a state, regardless of whether you're military or civilian, you have to reside in that state for a certain number of months. Um, I believe in Georgia, wow. you reside there at least two or three months. In Colorado, I think it's three or four. Uh, and in that way, they require that residency be established for a duration before you can use that state's system to go through with the divorce. Right, right. I mean, and it's interesting, like you think of Puerto Rico, 
Puerto Rico doesn't allow um, pensions to be split, you know, so there's all these different conditions, you know, as to, you know, where you're going to file and what's going to be beneficial and, right, where's your residency, what does it take to establish residency. Would you suggest for our military listeners to just head to legal aid and start getting these questions answered? Definitely. That is the first step in anything, especially because each legal aid office that you have access to on your particular base will be able to answer the questions that are very specific to you. And again, I'm, I'm telling you some things that are, that are specific here to California, but legal aid is the first stop in anything, even just to ask questions. A lot of times you ask questions just because information is power. You may not plan or intend to go a certain route, but it doesn't hurt to know what your what your options are. Sure, sure, especially if you have children. You know, if you know that this thing is going to take, you know, that you're not going to be able to do most of your paperwork while, you know, your spouse is on deployment, you know, why put your kids through a lot of unnecessary drama? And that's where I really think um, you know, Jody, we talked a lot about in the opening segment, I talked very candidly about how it took me, you know, four or five different therapists till I found one that understood and had gone through what I was going through and could advise me in a way that I could understand. You know, there's a lot of things like that. You know, when you go through a divorce like this and you have children, it really does help to have somebody to talk to, especially somebody who's experienced, maybe has gone through a military divorce or is experienced with military divorce with respect to guiding your children through this trauma, because it is a trauma. Absolutely. Everything within the military community is it has its own pitfalls and trauma that's separate from the civilian world. Heck, even just going through a de deployment for six or seven months or a year, it can feel like a divorce. It can certainly feel like a, a severing of a relationship. And repairing that and bringing it back together is sometimes as difficult as healing a marriage. And with the children involved, I, I don't even know if, if it's... <laughs> I'd like to bring it around so where people who feel that divorce is their only option to know that it isn't necessarily an option. There is, um, there are, there are separations, both legal or just emotional. There's ways to protect yourself. There's ways to give yourselves time apart to repair damage that might have been done and figure out ways to, to heal. Because sometimes when we say, when we go the emotional route and say, okay, he, he had an affair or she did this and that's it, we're over. Sometimes all we need is time apart in order to rethink our options or to have a chance to heal or let things cool down a bit so we can process things and, and make a, a much clearer decision. I mean, if divorce is going to happen, okay, then let's think of all the ramifications of what that is, or is it possible for us to move forward from whatever incident took place, use whatever happened, whether it be an infidelity during deployment or uh, any number of things that, that are specific to the military or, or in general to the populace, and figure out a way to heal and move on and use that as a means of growing stronger within the relationship 
okay, we battled that hurdle. We went got through that, and if we can last through that, we can probably last through anything kind of mentality. Um, it can happen. It can, it can go either way. Well, and speaking and I, from experience, Jody, hurrying doesn't change much. Like, I can tell you from, you know, I, I went through my uh, uh -huh. ex-husband was um, unfaithful, and we put our marriage back together. I thought we did, then it happened again, and, you know, that's when I finally threw in the towel. Um, but I can tell you, um, with respect to having children, to being married, to, for putting a marriage back together after an affair, and then finally, you know, three years later filing for a divorce, Hurrying doesn't change much. You know, I really thought, like, if I hurry, 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 got the divorce in the can, got this stuff done, and, you know, I could just, like, I could just move on faster. And there just really isn't any moving on faster. It's, it's a process, and just because you did a bunch of paperwork and the court, you know, stamped something, that's, like, the smallest part of it. You are, you are so right. And taking that time... It really isn't going to change anything if you take the time to figure out if it's going to work or if you sever it immediately. What I find is that when people do react quickly and want it, hurry, 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 there may be a sense at the end of it all where there is the regret and the remorse of, did I do absolutely everything I could possibly do to keep this together? Is it possible that anything more could have been done to salvage this? And I tell my clients that only when you can say, I've done everything possible, there is absolutely no conceivable way to salvage this, only then can you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, okay, this is the path to take. But there's usually some gnawing, like, what was my contributing factor to this? What did, what did or could I have done differently, or what avenues did we not travel down in, a, in attempting to salvage this. Well, and Jody, you're right on with that because we're going to go to commercial break right now. Um, when we come back from, uh, from the break, uh, we'd like to talk to you, Robin and I, about how do you know when the right time is to file? Because I have my thoughts on it. I'm sure you have your thoughts. Uh, we're visiting with Dr. Jody Bramer today. Uh, Rob, are you there? I am, yes. There you are. Okay. You're doing fine. <laughs> we'll catch you on the other side of the break. And maybe we can talk a little about maybe what is the reconciliation options as opposed to the making that final decision. Maybe uh, there are some reconciliation options. We'll yes. be back again. On the other side of the break with Dr. Jody Bramer, uh, you can always find her at jodybramer.com and you can find us at militarymom.com. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show. With commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations 
Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer and musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel. The inspiration for the movie, Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection. With host, Mary Simaluka. And frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things. And are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our topic today is filing for divorce in the military with Dr. Jody Bramer. Uh, Jody, I want to share with uh, you and the listeners and with Rob a little bit about my experience uh, when I finally did file for divorce. I had been through, I don't know, three or four marriage counselors, uh, read every book that I could get my hands on, combed the website. Um, I went to file for divorce. When my son was about three months old, and my older son was two and a half, and I couldn't go through with it, and I turned around and I I went back, and I worked on my marriage some more, and and you know eventually you know ended up filing for divorce. But one of the things that people ask me all the time, um, I wish I had a dollar for every time they asked me, is how do you know it's time? And I'm going to say from experience that when you exhaust all options like I did, I got to the point where it was a really peaceful process, Jody. before I was asking everybody, you know, what do you think about this therapist? What do you think about this uh, program? What do you think about this? You know, I downloaded all this stuff from the Internet, and I was doing and asking and things. And then I got real quiet, and I got so at peace saying, I have done everything in my power. I've done everything I know how to do. I've done everything the experts have told me to do. I'm done. And it was so easy because then I walked into the law office and filed. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. I had no regrets. I actually felt empowered versus the first time where I felt scared to death. Absolutely. It sounds like you got to the point where you knew that this is what you needed to do. 
uh, you went through what what we would call the grieving process, and we as as we've discussed here on the show, and as I discuss with my clients a lot, a divorce is very much like a death. Sometimes it's even worse, uh, and we have to grieve our marriage. And when we even think about the possibility of divorce, what we're thinking about is severing a relationship, having a relationship end, and that creates a a grief process. And when the person is finally able to go through all of the stages of grief and come out the other end to the acceptance and what I call the hope phase, we have already come, just like you said, you're, you're at peace with your decision because you've already grieved it, you've already gone through the what we call the bargaining stage, the can this work stage, the depression stage, even the acceptance, it is what it is stage, and then moving on to, okay, the hope stage, which I've added, which is the, not only it is what it is, it was what it was, now I need to move on and get my life together. Now I need to, to move forward. And when we have grieved in our marriage long enough, we have the sense that, okay, this is, this. I've exhausted all my efforts. I won't have any remorse or regrets because I've gotten to this point. It's when we react quickly, like, like Robin, like you were saying, when we react quickly or when we, we make a decision without having the time to think it through and know what we want. Uh, I go back to this, the one thing that I read from Dear Abby back when I was a kid and my mother used to talk to me about it. Her, her answer when people would write to Dear Abby, and uh, gosh, I hope I, all of our listeners know who Dear Abby is, uh, an advice columnist. Okay, <laughs> Dear Abby and Ann Landers, she would respond one way, and she would respond one way consistently. When you can answer the question, am I better off with them or without them? And being better off is whatever context you personally feel, whether it be emotionally, financially, in whatever way. If you can say, you know, the question to the, an the answer to the question, am I better off? with him or without him or her. Well, I'm, I'm better off with him. Okay, then you're not ready to divorce. And I'm better off without him. Okay, then you need you some things to think about. That's, that's right, because sometimes when, you're, when you say you're better off with him, you're just not ready to be alone yet. Like, you know, that was one of the things that I had to come to terms with, with the filing for divorce was the being alone because, you know, you think, are you better off with them? In a lot of categories, no. But you know what? The deal breaker for me was I was not ready to raise these kids on my own yet. What made you finally get to that place? Uh, my little son, my my older son, who was four at the time, and came home from preschool, and the preschool teacher asked me, you know, who this woman was because they were all at Legoland in a hotel. And, oh, um, yeah. So I was like, I cannot raise my sons to be the men I want them to be, and I don't want, you know, my kids to have to lie about their whereabouts to me or the teacher. And at that point, I was done. I was like, you know what, it's not good for us to be as a family. It's not, I can't raise these kids to be the men I want them to be. And it was done, like game over. And it wasn't hysterical. It wasn't crying. It wasn't anything. It was just, all right, it was done. done. And peaceful, very peaceful. That's the thing. You and the kids were better off without him. Yep. 
Jody, let me put this caveat in, especially when we were talking about this, there is a good reason for there being a probationary period. How um, much would you gander that maybe the military life might be the uh, difficulty in a relationship as opposed to the two people themselves? And what's a good um, maybe path for someone to, say, start looking at if, in fact, maybe there is an opportunity for reconciliation? Should you just wait until the military life is behind you? Those are, that, those are excellent questions. And going into a marriage with a military member does require a little bit more um, knowledge. <laughs> one, one of the biggest things that, that I used to object to, and I'm sure you used to, and that I hear time and time again, is when spouses say, well, people say you knew what you were getting in for. We don't know what we're getting in for when we're married to a military member, unless we were military. And even then, times may have been different. Situations are different. Every war is different. It's just different. So mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know what we're getting into. And entering into the military life requires somebody who can be more flexible or can learn to be flexible and learn to roll with whatever the military has in store. And that's, it's an excellent question. Is it the military that's putting the demands on the marriage or is it the marriage itself? And mm. I think that that question can be answered a lot by going to a resource such as as myself, as a therapist, uh, to go talk to a counselor if you don't feel like you can get really unbiased opinions from your family or from your friends, especially if they aren't military and they don't understand. Go talk to a therapist. See if these issues are common because chances are other people are suffering from them too or dealing with them in a different way. And perhaps you're just not used to what the challenges are. A lot of times it's the military person who doesn't know or hasn't figured out how to leave the military hat at work mm-hmm. or in the car instead of bringing yeah. it into the home. Because being a Marine, as you know, is 24-7. Being a military person is 24-7. That being said, the military person in choosing to have a spouse has already made a choice that somebody else is going to be as important, if not more important, than the career that they have chosen. And sometimes it's a question of getting the military person to realize that, hey, you're not just the uniform you wear. You are also a man, a husband, a father, and that requires you to adjust your expectations as well. This is so difficult. You raised a really great point. You know, when you were talking, I was brought back, you know, years ago to my a different girlfriend of mine who said to me, you know, Sam, I love my husband, you know, but I hate my life. I hate what I have to put my kids through with these moves. I hate the separation. You know, I don't know if I can do it anymore. And I was so proud of her because, you know, for many years, women couldn't speak of these things. You were supposed to put up and shut up. You knew what you got it, you know, when you were married. And this is military life. What do you expect? You know, all those obnoxious things that people, you know, tell military wives. But the fact of the matter is, 
it's a really, really challenging life, and it's okay to feel that way. And I think, you know, a show like this that we can give permission for women to feel this way doesn't mean you have to act on it. But I'll tell you, when you bottle it up and stuff it down for five years, how much you hate this stuff, it's going to make it really difficult, you know, for your marriage to survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, marriage under the best of circumstances um, involves compromise, involves listening, involves teamwork, military more so than ever. The teamwork may feel very one-sided at times, mm-hmm. as, as we all know, and <laughs> oftentimes it is very one-sided. Bringing in the communication aspect, learning how to communicate, mm-hmm. how you feel, what you need, and to see if your partner can provide what it is that you need to a degree. I mean, a, a deployed spouse isn't going to be able to be there to help put the kids to bed or put the dishes away. But there can be other things that keep you close, keep you intimate, keep you emotionally connected. Or there are certain promises you make to each other when you make your vows and you take your commitments. And that is a... a day-in, day-out process. I think it's a day-in, day-out process uh, without the military. And then you throw in that military mix, um, and it certainly does offer some some challenges. Jody, we're wrapping up this this show today, but we do hope that you'll be back later on in the season. Um, You always bring such interesting um, things for us to think about, and we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Jody. Thank you so much for having me. This hour just flew by. Thank you. It just did. Yes. And we do hope we encourage you to look at all of your resources and and certainly uh, uh, start with somebody like Jody. If not Jody, find her at JodyBramer.com. That's J-O-D-Y-B-R-E-M-E-R.com. Look her up and I hope that you do uh, check out all of the things she has to offer. Next week, we are going to talk some more about children. We've got Blythe Lippman. Uh, on with us next week she is our guru nanny that comes and visits us and we have the best time with with Blythe she also has a show right here on Tokenet on Wednesday so I hope you do tune in to Blythe and I hope you do find us here next week on Military Mom Talk Radio thanks everyone <laughs>